Welcome back to week four of the punt return. And week three was weird. No, right? let's, let's just... It was weird. Forget about it. Yeah, we'll move on. But uh, I am your host, Josh Y. That other voice you hear is Josh Woot. And that giggle in the background is Josh... <laughs> So elegantly said off air is 3D, which stands for Dr. Daryl Data, I'm assuming. Yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. So we just feel like we're adding a new nickname for Daryl every week at this point. Um, so um, if anyone has any ideas, just keep them coming. Tweet us at Woot and Y or at Stats Insider. Uh, Daryl, how was week three? That's dangerous. Uh, yeah, it was a good week. Um, a good week on the betting fun. I didn't play a lot of DFS last weekend, I must say. I was pretty much out watching the NOL and the AFL, but... Um, oh, yeah, yeah, it was good weekend from the betting side. Someone with a social life. Yeah, wow. What is that like? <laughs> uh, mixed, mixed. It certainly hurts your bankroll. <laughs> it's it's weird. Uh, most <laughs> it most stat bankroll. nerds don't have a social life, so that's uh, that's good. It's good. <laughs> you might have been sitting in the stands with a laptop. <laughs> <or something. laughs> that's my dream. Like for four I years. used to do that at the tennis, then they banned it. Oh really? Oh. Were you, just, you were just sitting on Betfair though. Am I? Yeah. Am I correct? That was a long time ago now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's outstanding. What about degenerate data, Daryl? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> no. Degen Daryl. No, um, but as I said at the top of the show, week three is weird, and the start to the NFL season is is quite bizarre. So um, this is from Scott Kasmar. He's a he's a writer from Football Outsiders. He's tweeted some stats um, this week. So double digit favorites to lose in weeks one to three. This year we've had three, um, and that's the that's the most in a long time. So 2017 was zero, 2016 zero, 2015 was one, 2014 zero, 2013 one, 2012 one, and then from 2009 to 2011 zero as well. So that's as many as the last nine seasons combined. So that's um, definitely bodes well for the model a little bit because it does love a, a sort of a heavy underdog and favors it a little bit. Unfortunately, it didn't quite work as it kind of didn't like the Bills last week, but you did mention that you might have put a bet on on Buffalo outright. Did you do that? Unfortunately, not on the outright. I did have them at the line. Yeah. Um, yeah, the model, I think, ended up at like plus 1% or something on Buffalo. But yeah, it was one of those weird underdogs that the model didn't go for, but the line bet we did have, so that's some consolation. Yep. We've also had five seven-point favorites lose in weeks one to three. The last time that happened was in 2003. We also have four teams in the NFL right now that are 1-1-1, one, one, and one, um, which is more than the undefeated teams. And in NFL history, there's only ever been three teams at any point over the course of history that have been 1-1-1. One, one, and one. Right. So we've now got more than that in one single year. Will there be another draw this season? That is a good question. Um, I'd like to bank on it just because the overtime has been reduced to 10 minutes from 15. So I think that favors more towards uh, maybe a more one more draw. All right. So, we'll go how we'll see how we go. Our first uh lock of the week failure. Um but we did <laughs> warn that we were a little lukewarm on that. Um we weren't really on the same page, but still 2 and 1 on the season for lock of the week. Yeah. It's a little bit of a shame. Yeah, it, we it, were on a roll. We missed by a good 30 points. Yeah. <laughs> um but we were very close to having the Ravens. <laughs> Yeah, we were close. Um, that was yeah, that, that, that counts. I like Daryl's yeah. thinking. That counts. <laughs> oh, we were close to picking a winner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we did tease it potentially, saying Arizona at the money line as a lock of the week, and they nearly they nearly won. They they should have won. Yeah. Um, they blew it. But uh, Daryl, how else did the model go? Obviously, you mentioned Buffalo plus seventeen and a half. But how did the the rest of week three shape up? I think it was profitable. I think. 
I don't have him in front of me, but I think we were pretty much unbeaten on the sides. Um, the Baltimore minus five and a half, as we said, one. We had... Um, sorry. Wow. <laughs> that, that? that was the best interruption <laughs> is ever. Is that a cuckoo <laughs> clock? What was that? I'm not sure that sound was. <laughs> wow. That is outstanding. <laughs> <laughs> Daryl's got it's his like own drops. Yeah, like I, I kind of want to edit that out, but at the same time, I don't want to edit that out. So I think we'll just keep rolling. Uh, yeah, the the, yeah. Jet, the Jets plus three. I know we were all mixed on Thursday night football. Um, ultimately, Woot nailed Thursday night in a nutshell with the under and Cleveland minus three. Thanks, uh, yeah. do, do a victory lap. Um, and then you, men- you mentioned Seattle minus one and a half as a play. Daryl, Arizona plus five yeah. and a half. Detroit plus seven and the Detroit money line as well. Yeah, we had a couple of those. So the the edge play of the week at Tab, which is sort of a moldy that they boost the odds on one. So that was one of those combinations. Seattle was good. Arizona, as you say, should have won outright. Um, I watched the end of that game on my walk into work, such yep. as the wonders of modern technology. Yeah, <laughs> outstanding. I thought I thought for a while they might manage to lose the line, but we got away with that one. Um, oh. I think it was a <laughs> pick, pick six taken away. Yeah, that was. Um, oh my god, I was like furious at that point, and then when it got called back, it was outstanding. But Arizona blew it as well. They brought in their backup running back on third and two in a key moment instead of, you know, one of the best running backs in the, the league in David Johnson. So if they convert that and, and have a fresh set of downs, who knows? I think they might have been close to field goal range. They, they probably could have won that, that outright. And at the same time, they probably should have lost in covering. So I kind of count your blessings a little bit there. <laughs> yeah. One, six, one half doesn't the other, we'll say. Um, yeah, exactly. And then, yeah. Tampa Bay eventually um, let us down. It's going to happen once. Yeah, the uh, the Fitz magic spell is over. Woot. Fitz tragic first half. Fitz magic. Fitz magic second half. Yeah. Is that what we're going with? Yeah, I feel like he was at the cross section of Fitz magic and Fitz tragic, which is Ryan Fitzpatrick depen- in a nutshell. In depends, a nutshell, it depends how uh, positive you are towards him and how much you like him as a person. Yeah. Because afterwards, there was, you know contrasting stories from different news sources that was like, you know, crash back to reality from Ryan's Fitz tragic. And then you'd other have, you'd have other stories that were yeah. like, Ryan Fitzpatrick continues his Fitz magic with yeah. three touchdowns, but it's not the same as every other way. Yeah. I feel like two of those picks weren't really his fault anyway. So um, we'll see if the model likes Tampa Bay uh, a little bit later on. Um, this isn't uh, NFL related or even college football related, but um, you, the model tipped up uh a massive upset in the La Liga last night. Uh, Daryl, tell yeah, us a little bit fun. about that. Yeah, we had a couple of ones this season where we've been on like a $15, $20 underdog and I think one lost in the 94th minute and, well, one to be equalised in the 94th minute and the other was the 87th minute. Finally managed to hold on last night. Lagana is at sort of 13 to $15, I think, against Barcelona. Um, ended up getting the one that we had that as 8% value on Lagana. So that puts our soccer head-to-head well and truly in profit for the year, which is always good. Yeah. Ballsy. Outstanding. Uh, Woot, uh, apart from Thursday Night Football, uh, Giants-Texans over. That easily delivered for you. I think that was my, besides our lock. Yeah, I think that, that was, was one that you're yeah. most confident in. Um, I liked Indy plus seven, Carolina minus three, Baltimore minus five and a half. And I did mention I leaned towards Washington money line as well, and that delivered. I did like Dallas plus one and a half, but the more the week went on, I started to, to go alongside the model and eventually... Uh, backed out of that one, which I'm happy about. I didn't make a play at all, but um, yeah, we both crashed and burned though on New England minus six and a half versus Detroit as the Garden I'm, Gnome. I'm Patricia. nearly happy to throw it out. 
Yeah, I'm happy with that. It creates a bit of drama. It's good to see New England in a little bit of a hole just yeah. because they're always winning. It gets a bit boring, so a little bit of drama is always nice. If they do lose this week, then it's, it's a genuine. A then it's genuine. They're behind Miami for well, my, a bit. Miami haven't won in Foxborough in nine years, so we'll wait and see. Nice. Um, I think after next week we'll do a, a futures look overall and see if there's any potential bets. But right now the the Rams are about five seventy five on Betfair. Kansas City is second favourites at tens um, on the backside, eleven on the lay side, and then the Pats as well around that eleven twelve mark. Daryl, any. Any value you see out there at, at any, any books particular? Uh, we put ours up. So we put our projections up at um, Tab at the week, at Monday afternoon, I think, and the Rams were 450 at that time. I'm not sure what they are now, but we made them about 12% at that time, which is sort of half of the market probability. Um, so that opened up some value at Kansas City and Philly. Yeah. Um, I think the New England... <laughs> I think the New England price is probably a bit short, probably trading on the name there a little bit as well. Yeah, I think reputation carries you know, a long way with some of these teams that people don't want to particularly... And I think down here as well, um, the Pats are just such big fav- like such a favourite team that I feel like a lot of the public money are just all over the Patriots as well. So that sort of influences, I think, plenty of sports books down here. Yeah. Looking for a bit of a leg up on the punt this weekend? Or you love your NFL, but you're not sure where the value is? Get a sneak peek with Stats Insider's free subscriptions with featured games each day to give you the boost over the bookmakers. Visit statsinsider.com.au to sign up for free right now. And remember, always gamble responsibly. Sorry, just visiting. Stats Insider. Nice. Just distracted a bit. Yeah. Uh, All right. First game, blockbuster to start week four here. Minnesota at... The Rams, this game would probably be feel a lot more bigger if Minnesota didn't lay an egg against Buffalo um, last week. But the Rams are minus seven. The total is a flat 49. Uh, Daryl, what's your thoughts on the opening match of week four? Well, like I said, I think we think the Rams are a little bit overrated um, generally at the moment. So we have a minor lead here towards Minnesota. We have a minor lead towards the over. Um, neither of those kind of qualifies an orange bet at the moment. I, I don't even think seven and a half would get us there on uh, Minnesota, to be honest. So, a pass for me. Yeah, it's a tough one. Um, I kind of am leaning towards Minnesota plus seven as well, just because I think the line would be sort of four and four and a half if Minnesota just did what they were supposed to in Buffalo. I kind of want to just throw that game out of out of my mind. I think just got in a hole early, and I do think Minnesota were focused on this game um, because it's just circled on their calendar. Like these are big games. You I know, definitely so, think they were looking past Buffalo. I don't think they even thought that they would. They could just cruise in here, win at home, and, and away we go. But um, you know, it was embarrassing. But um, it, a cause for concern for the Rams is the loss of Talib for the, the next eight weeks, and Marcus Peters is probably out this week. So that's their top two cornerbacks, and they're going against the best wide receiver duo in the NFL. So I do think that's a matchup that Minnesota can exploit. So I am kind of leaning plus seven, but I'll probably just uh, grab the popcorn and, and watch this one rather than uh, have a bet on it. But Josh, I know you have a play. Yeah, I like the over in this one. Um, for the reasons that you mentioned in regards to the cornerbacks, uh, Rams can put up points against anyone. I'm not concerned about that. We saw the Bills do it as well. Yeah, so. and, and Everson Griffin will not be playing in this game. as he, uh, Allegedly some incidents in a hotel lobby, but we'll, we'll move on. Straight past it. Yep. As fast <laughs> Straight <back>. as the <laughs> Vikings forgot about the Bills game. Yep. So, yeah, no, I like the Rams to be able to put up points. Um, 
And Minnesota, I think they're going to have, like you said, they're going to have um, success in the air. I think it's going to be close to that 49, but I think it'll it'll just skimp over. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good I don't. Number. Sorry, I don't see it, like, you know, reaching Falcons Saints numbers or anything like that, but I do think it will go over. Okay. Uh, any final thoughts on that, Daryl, before we move on? It is kind of probably the biggest game of the round. Yeah, I mean, it's a case of watching the line. I, I'd like everything to be a little bit more value, I guess. Like, you probably like... <laughs> yep, loves the value. Maybe on Minnesota, I'd probably like 47 on the total. Um, it's just not quite there. Yeah, I think keep an eye on that total. On I don't think it's going to go up any higher. I think if it gets to 50, that'll be insane, just given the reputation that these two defenses have. So even if it dips to sort of 48 and a half, that might be a better... As my voice goes, oh. <laughs> uh, we we'll take take us in for the next round while I adjust my f- froggy throat. <laughs> Your froggy throat. That, <laughs> that was pathetic. Um, Miami at New England, minus six and a half uh, favorites New England are, and the total is 47 and a half. Yeah. Uh, it's tough. I, I don't know how to read Miami. I, I think they are definitely underrated, but I think New England's one of those teams that, I think every season there's always a uh, you know are they are they down? Are we sure they're year? good? Are we sure they're the good? The old Bill Whatever. Simmons. Oh. Are we sure they're good? Yeah, I don't know. I, I like New England in the spot. I don't want to touch them just because of how bad they were last week and how easy it was to double team Gronk and put mm. him out of the game. It'll be interesting to see if Josh Gordon is active. I think that's a crucial game day active to watch because I think if he can stretch the field and and, and oh, spread I, it I open, agree. that's different. I agree. Yeah. If he becomes another viable receiver. They, the total lack of respect that Detroit showed anyone that wasn't named Rob Gronkowski last week was incredible. And smart. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that's how you should go about it, really. Yeah. And the Patriots just didn't want to run at the ball, it seemed. They yep. were protecting uh, Sony Michelle, which I, I don't know why they you know ran they used him the way they did. But, yeah, I, I'm staying clear until I see something a bit more uh, polished from the Patriots. There we go. Daryl. Um, so we have this 26-20 New England at the moment. So we'd be looking for Miami plus seven and a half probably um, to take a bet there. We actually have a small bet on under 47 and a half at the moment. Okay. I, the under kind of looks nice as well. Yeah. I, I don't mind the under. I'm all in. On, I'm like, not all in, but I'm in on New England minus six and a half here. Um, I think like, it's, like last week. Yeah, I, I'm happy to lose my money betting with the Patriots rather than against them at this point until we see a consistent um, decline from their from their team and and what they can do. But um, I just think Miami are a bit overrated. I feel like they've benefited quite. I just said underrated. Yeah, pardon? Did you <laughs> I say just underrated? Said they were underrated. I said they're overrated. I feel I feel like. Uh, They've benefited from a, a very generous early schedule, um, and I think this is their first real opponent. As I said at the top of the show, they haven't won um, in Foxborough. Are they 3-0, in, or are they 2-1? They're 3-0, the Dolphins. So they haven't really beaten anyone that I rate highly at all, um, and I do think you know the record here. So they've got a nine-game losing streak at Foxborough, so New England are much, much better at home. Um, if Miami have any chance, I do think they'll have to take a similar approach to the Lions and run the ball effectively. New England are allowing 143 yards per game on the ground, so Kenyon Drake and Frank Gore um, need to uh, be a fact. But they need to finish with touchdowns, not field goals. That's that's not going to be enough. I so. think the Dolphins definitely need to score first as well. 
Yeah, that's we'll always... We'll go into halftime with a lead. With a lead. Uh, forced Brady to throw deep. He was not great deep at all. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm New England minus six and a half. He's one of my players this week. All right, moving on. Houston... Speaking of not throwing deep... <laughs> yeah, well, Houston at Indy. Uh, Indy minus one and a half here. Opened at three and a half. She's been backed off the map for Houston here. Totals 47. Um, Daryl, what's your thoughts on this one? Um, yeah, we're leaning towards under 47 at the moment. Um, very small lean towards um, Houston. We have that game at 22-22 at the moment. So, yeah, I mean, under is probably my favorite on that one, but no bet at the moment. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to wait to hear on the status of Anthony Costonzo first, just because we're missing Joe Haig as well. Um, and J.J. Watt looked like himself last week again. So if we don't have um, Costonzo starting at left tackle, I think I'll just avoid this game altogether. And you're right, Andrew Lux needs to start throwing the ball a little bit deeper, try and make defenses I don't even think... respect them a little bit more. Do you think he can? Yeah, I think he can. Um, there's uh, some good uh, videos out there on Twitter that there was two deep throws against the Eagles, and I'm sure you saw it, that got negated by pass interference that were accurate down-the-field throws. One was about 30-something yards, one was 40 yards, and Jacoby Brissett just has a stronger arm. We've seen it in the past where, uh, not recently, but back in the 90s, Drew Bledsoe, sorry, 90s, early 2000s, Drew Bledsoe with a Hail Mary did not have a strong arm, and Bill Belichick brought on someone else to throw a Hail Mary at the death of the game. So um, if he's thrown that many times during his game and his arm sore in those cold, wet, windy conditions, I'm happy with them resting luck there on that final throw. You do not want to hurt any more damage to that arm, but yeah, definitely want him to see him Throwing more than sort of four yards per attempt, definitely in this game. Cool. Uh, this game, I'm just avoiding. I got no play. Houston are weird. I don't. Can they really start zero and four? I don't know. They're, they're not. They're not a good team. They're not a good team. So, they, uh, especially considering they got some like defensive pieces back, you'd expect more. Yeah. Well, India, a Jack Doyle fumble away from beating the Bengals, and they're an Eric Ebron drop in the end zone from beating Philly. So they they are very unlucky. They do not deserve to start one and three, but they could here with Houston sort of backed into a hole. Uh, Cincinnati at Atlanta. Atlanta are five-point favorites. Total 51. Uh, I think we all have plays on this game. It'll be interesting to see if it all links up. Uh, Josh, kick us off. Um, Atlanta. I like the overs in this game. Yep. I see this as uh, just... I'm continuing to jump on the Atlanta ban- bandwagon now with the overs. Sorry. I haven't yep. been on the bandwagon recently, but yep. seeing the over just repetitively hit um, for Atlanta games. Uh, I'm liking it. I think since he, like we mentioned last week, is just an underrated team. And Atlanta, last week we saw against the Saints, yes, Saints are a bit more explosive than Cincinnati. But Cincinnati has weapons. Tyler Boyd looks great now. I think Eifert um, is going to be a weapon in this game as well. And Atlanta can put up points against anyone. But I really like the fact that safety's gone. Ricardo Allen. Ricardo Allen's now gone, yep. and that fits perfectly into Gio Bernard's hands. And they're going to yep. using the similar. I would just honestly watch the Saints game and how they use Kamara. I'm not saying Bernard is the same caliber. Kamara light. Yeah. Yep. But using the same way, and you'll have success. So I, I like the over. I think both teams are going to score plenty. Yeah, I love the total. I think it opened at like 47. Um, I jumped on on Tuesday morning, and it moved to 51 um, about sort of seven hours later. Like, it was unbelievable. See, mate, if that many people love it, yep. it's got the same feeling as that Chiefs-Steelers <laughs> yeah. uh, game. Yep. Uh, Daryl, what are your thoughts on this game and Josh's play with the over? Um, I don't mind the over. Yeah, at 47, I'd like it a lot more than I do at 51. Um, at 51, it's a no play for me. 
Yep. Um, when I checked this one earlier, it was Atlanta minus five and a half, and we were 53% on that. Um, I probably need minus four, maybe minus three and a half to make it a bet, but I lean towards Atlanta. Yeah, it's it's moved to minus five now, uh, flat five. You can get some four and a halves as well. At make some it places. harder for everyone. I like Cincy, but yeah. Just... So um, I'm on stats. <laughs> I'm on stats insider right now. Plus eight percent now on Atlanta minus five. So yeah. it's it's greenlit orange there. So uh, that's that would warrant a play. Am I am I correct? Yeah, so on an orange, it would be a small bet. Um, and yep. then, yeah, as I say, you probably need to get to like three and a half to go green. Yep. Um, I'm on Atlanta minus five here. I like them. I think uh, I don't like the cliche that it's a must-win game, but Atlanta are better than what their record indicates. And if they lose here another home game um, after that agonizing over- home overtime loss last week, um, it puts them in a bit of a hole. Um, you know, the, the loss also, as we said, now they're down Ricardo Allen, Keanu Neal, and Dion Jones all on IR at the moment. So, um, they're allowing 28.3 points per game, which is 25th in the league, but, uh, their offense is absolutely killing it. Matt Ryan put up the higher, highest passer rating ever in, in a loss with 148.1, um, in a loss. I think I saw a stat as well that Eli Manning and Matt Ryan are the only quarterbacks to throw five touchdowns and zero interceptions in a loss, and both of them lost to Drew Brees. Isn't that amazing? Um, How good is Drew Brees? Yes, it's outstanding. Um, I do love the emergence of Calvin Calvin Ridley as well. I thought he had his breakout game. So, um, look, the Bengals... Th- do you think that continues? It's difficult. Yeah, I do. I, I don't think he's going to have games like that, but I do think um, he gives them an extra dimension in that passing game. It helps them in the red zone. Um, so I can see them putting up plenty of points. And I think the Bengals can keep up, but not quite as good as what the Saints are, even though Bengals are a little bit better on defense than the Saints, especially on pass defense. But I just can't see the Bengals, especially without Joe Mixon keeping up. So I'm going to lock in the Falcons minus five here at home. Um, I, I like them a lot here in this spot. Cool. I'm locking so, them over. Yeah, there we go. All right, moving on. Buffalo at Green Bay. Green Bay are minus 10. The total's 45 and a half. So um, even with Buffalo's surprise road win against the Vikings... Still double-digit underdogs, Daryl. Yeah, I mean, how much can you read in one game, I guess, is the question there. You can, depending on what your answer to that will depend where you lie on this one. Yep. Um, we make Buffalo small value as a head-to-head dog. Um, we probably want 10.5, I think, on the spread and nothing on the total. Yeah, I think 10 and a, I would be really keen on 10.5 um, just because the total's so low and I, I can see the total going under just with Green Bay's sort of stagnant offense. They're very banged up as well. Rodgers is hobbling around, and I do like how the corners and safeties match up with Green Bay's receivers. So I could see Buffalo keeping things close, just given that's going to be a low-scoring game. Yeah, I'm out. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Beware of Buffalo, right? Yeah. Um, all right, Detroit at Dallas. Dallas are three-point favorites at home. The total is 43.5. Detroit coming off a uh, probably their most impressive game in the Matt Patricia era. Of course it is. It's their only win in that era, but um, against the Pats and against his former uh, mentor. So the, the young grasshopper beat Mr. Miyagi, Ah, oh, young grasshopper. Oh, Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> um, yes, so Detroit, although with that win, underdogs here, but uh, Dallas have been better at home than on the road. Yeah. Um, saying that, though, I like the Lions. Going into the season, there was a few uh, rumors, stories, if you like, going around that, you know, not everyone was behind Patricia. Patricia came in and you know, kind of adopted the same approach to things that Belichick did. And, you know, That's without, without to, yeah. the pedigree that yeah. Belichick has, players 
won't just jump on the board unless they see results. And I think the players last week, if you saw some of those clips in the locker room and things like that, players were really behind Matt Patricia, which yeah. was awesome. I mean, a win against the Pats will do that to a team. Yeah, and they knew how much it meant for him. And straight away, you know, Matt Patricia obviously didn't play. So he was thankful that his players put in the performances they did and came up good and said, you know, we're on to next week against Dallas. Let's do it. Yep. Players look fired up. So that filled me with confidence already moving into this week. The fact that Detroit get any points is just, you know, awesome to yep. me. Um, so I like Detroit plus three, especially the fact that Sean Lee's out. Yeah, he's definitely out. Yeah, yeah I haven't I haven't touched up on that one. Yeah, that's that's a big loss. Um, I defense. Sorry, defense for Dallas is completely sh- different when Sean, Sean Lee's gone. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Detroit. I'm more keen if it gets to plus three and a half. I'm just wary the road. The road here after a, you know a big sort of win like that. There's always a letdown after those games when you come off a high like that. But as you said, they finally have rallied around uh, Patricia, so it could be something worth looking at later in the week. Daryl, what have you got? I, mean, I pretty much agree with you. I'd probably want three and a half. Um, at the moment, we have this projected twenty-three, twenty-one Dallas. Um, so a minor lean towards the plus three, but given the value of the three, three and a half is probably enough to make it an orange bet. Yeah, it's just hard to read into Dallas at the moment. They're kind of a weird team. So um, that's one to watch and, and sort of see if it moves to three and a half. All right, New York Jets, another weird game here. New York Jets at the Jags, minus seven and a half. Total is 38 and a half. Very low total for a big, uh, more than a touchdown sort of spread here, um, which makes it a tough game to evaluate. But uh, Daryl, what have you got? Uh, I might be able to speed through this one pretty quickly. We've got absolutely nothing on this. Twenty three sixteen, basically in line with the market. Yeah, it's it's a strange one. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how to read the Jags at all. Yeah, um, I'll say this though: the Titans kind of have their number in the past. Mariota is like five and two against the Jags, so it's kind of weird. The Titans seem to have the Jags number. It's always weird. Some teams just play other teams better, especially in division games. It's weird. Out of division, it's a little bit easier. Blaine Gabbert and a broken Mariota. Yeah. Did what Tom Brady and Belichick couldn't do. Yeah. Like, Although there was, both teams didn't have over 240 yards on offense. So it was a strange, strange game. It's weird. Both teams coming off kind of weird losses like that. So, Bizarro. Yeah, yeah it's a it's a weird game. So, look, I, you could take the Jets plus 7.5 just because it's low, but then I could see like maybe a pick six or something and it just pushes it out of bounds and you just... You're just kicking yourself. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, nothing from me. Tampa Bay at Chicago. Chicago minus three here. The total's 46 and a half. Uh, this is another game I'm a little bit wary of. Um, I do kind of like Chicago minus three, but I'm just not quite sure. I kind of have this sort of five and a half Chicago, but I'm just like not all in on Trubisky at the moment. He's giving me some real heavy doubts at this moment, so I'm kind of a bit iffy on that. Yeah, if the Buccaneers just... Sh- all stand on one side of the field. Stand on the right-hand <laughs> side, force him to throw left. Yeah, they'll be fine. Yeah. It's like the Gronk. Yeah. The Gronk is that side of the field if they just, you know. Yep. Um, yeah, no, I'm staying away from it as well. It's it's a confusing game. Tampa confusing Bay on game. a short week on the road as well makes it a little bit tough as well. Dara, what have you got? Um, nothing. Um, yeah, we're rolling off to Tampa Bay. We probably have a, we'd have probably have a small bit on under 46.5, but I personally wait for the 47. Um, 47, a reasonably big number on the total. So 47 or 47 and a half on the underside would get me interested. But um, as a small bit on the under on SI, I think, but I leave that one alone for now. Yeah, it's weird sort of taking under when Ryan Fitzpatrick's out there creating Fitzmagic, but um, the yeah. Khalil Mack and the Bears, it looks pretty good on defense. Uh, Philly 
uh, minus four at Tennessee. The total is 41 and a half. Again, um, Tennessee and Philly both coming off kind of ugly, gritty wins, Josh. Yeah. Um, but wins nonetheless. I kind of like Philly in this, but uh, yeah, I'm staying away. I don't know. Four is a gross number. I think Tennessee the toughest team to read right now in the NFL. I don't understand. They've looked bad in all these losses, but you can see them just turning it around and, and those wins on the board at the end of the year. Like No one's going to remember how they played in week one and two. Um, in week three, so I don't know. It's a weird team. It's a weird game. I'm I'm just completely out. If they win, grossest like start. To yeah, it. it is. But they're, <laughs> then they're three and one. Three and and one. Mike Vrabel, who I, I I just don't know about at all, um, is three and one as a head coach. I, yep. Ugh. It's a gross game. I'm not watching it a single second <laughs> of it live. Yeah. No. Yep. I will. Yeah, you will. But <laughs> I won't. I, I've got no interest in it whatsoever. Uh, Daryl. <laughs> Yeah, so this middle stretch of games is pretty much nothing for me. Um, 24-19, I think we have this. Uh, yeah, pass. Can I block out half of red zone? <laughs> it's just <laughs> half the early slate is terrible. I don't care if they get in the red zone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Seattle minus three on the road at Arizona. Totals 38.5. This will be the first official start uh, for Josh Rosen after he was thrown in with like four minutes left down two. In the most weirdest spot ever, Steve Wilkes. I, I don't get. Uh, I think no, he's probably the man. most underwhelming head coach at the moment um, in the NFL. So this is weird. I kind of like Arizona if it gets to three and a half, but if it doesn't, um, I've got no part in this game whatsoever. Yeah, um, neither neither do I. I thought I thought legitimately Arizona were going to be absolutely atrocious. Then they go out and win. No, they didn't win. The, no, the week before. Oh, yep. Yeah. No, they haven't. Uh, yes. No, they're still winless. Wait, no, they. sorry. It's against the spread that I'm sorry, talking about. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and that's just throwing me completely off. So I don't care what the line is. I'm just... They really should have beaten Chicago. I, I'm still kicking myself that they did not win that game. But yeah, I'm avoiding. Yeah. Um, so this is a battle of two teams we bet last week. So a bit of an interesting one. So <laughs> we're leaning Seattle minus three. I bet Seattle minus two and a half, personally. Um, we're projecting this at 23-18 at the moment. So... Yep. Small lean towards over as well there. Okay, Daryl, if uh, if the line doesn't move, do you ever buy a point and just take the two and a half, or is it just because you have to buy it, the value is just gone? Yeah, I, I, mean, I think that the in the old days, you probably could buy this for 10 cents in kind of American money. Um, I think the understanding of the value of the three is so high now that you're basically paying 20 cents everywhere, yep. um, and I think that takes the value out of it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, all right, Cleveland at Oakland. Oakland, two-and-a-half-point favorites. Another winless team here hosting um, a team picking up their first win from the week prior. Uh, the total's four-and-a-half. Uh, yeah, I already hit Cleveland plus three. I don't know if it's bounced back to that yet. So um, the total's four-and-a-half? No, I said, oh, did I? 45. <laughs> wow, definitely <laughs> over. Can you imagine if, over it fi- imagine if it finished 3-0 and everyone's just like, uh-oh, like cast. <laughs> like, um, yeah, no, 45 is that total. Um, I prefer the over 45. I don't know if Cleveland plus three, if it's bounced back to that yet, but I took Cleveland plus three. It is back to plus three now. Um, it's a little bit shorter, obviously, um, at dollar, sort of dollar eighty rather than sort of the pick dollar nineties there, but um, you can get plus three at some places. I do prefer Cleveland plus three. I'm not keen on the minus two and a half at all, so I'll adjust this line here, Josh. You're getting minus three now if you want, or you can get minus two and a half. <laughs> nah. Um, yeah, I, yeah. Just, I, I don't, don't know. care, to be honest. Game. I'll go either way. 
Yeah, no. Uh, you think Oakland get off get off the board? I do, uh, and I think that Cleveland, despite you know loving the whole what's gone on this last week, I think there might be a little bit too much hype now around this whole situation. Yeah, definitely agree. That. And there's um, the the team still has you know plenty of work and holes they need to uh, um, patch up. But yeah, so I I like Oakland minus two and a half, minus three, depending on yeah. Where you, you can look. get still get. I'm just looking around. You can get minus two and a half, so there is some value there Beauty. around. Yep. Um, yeah, but not just that. I th- there's a there's a crazy stat like rookies drafted first overall are uh, zero and thirteen for the in their first starts, and I think that mm. you know minus two and a half, minus three, they should Oakland should be able to cover that. Yeah, I, I do prefer I do like the over forty five here as well. Um, I think that might be a stronger play in this game rather than Cleveland, but um, I thought this line was going to move towards two and I could sort of back the other side there and just but, hope for a nice by little the way, gap. The last quarterback drafted first overall that won in their first start was David Carr. Now there you go. Interesting. Uh, Darryl, you listen what, and you learn. You, you, you learn on this show. Daryl, uh, what do you like? Um, so we have this projected on average score of 23-23 at the moment. Um, I took three minus 115, so $1.87 earlier today. Yep. Um, yeah, um, I'd like to have three and a half. I'd probably bet it again if we could get three and a half. But otherwise, um, yeah, I think three, uh, 185 or 180 is probably still available. Yeah, there you go. Um, worth mentioning as well, the Raiders have given up three halftime leads. So uh, maybe a first half bet on Oakland and then oh, some doing, Mayfield man. magic uh, coming in. Um, all right, San Francisco. At By the, the way, Cooper's due for a... Yeah, oh, who knows? You might trade him. Gruden likes trading away their best players. San Fran at the Chargers. Chargers minus 10.5. The total's 46.5, not 6.5. It's 46.5. By the way, I don't know about you. This game has tormented me all week. <laughs> I don't know what to do with this game. I liked it at 9.5, but now that it's 10 and over 10, it doesn't look like it's getting back there. Um, definitely an avoid for me. I do like the under 46.5 here. Um, as a play, as opposed to taking a, a line here. Think about going into the season with Garoppolo and McKinnon, and you're just like, yeah, this is you know this yep. team has all the makings of a Shanahan speed offense, and now you've got uh, what Be- Bethard? Is that CJ Bethard and Matt Breeder? Bethard throwing a Breeder, awesome. Yeah, it- and Pettis. And it's annoying as well watching the Jimmy Garoppolo footage. He could have easily just run out of bounds. Oh, there, and, that- and it's frust- It's infuriating. It's- Absolutely infuriating, right? It's yeah. one of the most stupid things ever. He didn't. Yeah. Did he even gain a yard? I don't uh, even know. Who knows? Uh, Daryl, what's your thoughts on this? I saw your comment on the run sheet earlier when I was at the office this morning. I misread it and thought it was going to be our big um, man versus machine game. Oh yeah, <laughs> we're pretty big on San Francisco. Um, we have this LA by five. Um, so San Francisco plus. Ten and a half is a green bet, as is San Francisco money line. Hmm. I don't mind that, just given the tendency of the Chargers to crap the bed, um, especially on special teams. We saw it last week, saw it the week before. We'll see it every week till the cows come home. And it's these games that you think uh, you know Shanahan can really show his true. I feel like with the backup quarterback as well, early on they have more success, and then they get found out later on. Yeah. So it could be well, a little we'll, bit we'll of get a trap to this game. on the um, FI podcast on the um, fancy. DFS podcast, but I think the San Francisco backup quarterback has got quite a bit of value this week. Yeah, I've mentioned him as well, so a little bit of a sneak peek yeah, of our uh, DFS Down Under, uh, NFL DFS Down Under podcast. Check that out. Um, all right, New Orleans minus three and a half at the New York Giants. Total is a flat 50. Nothing on this game for me. Um, 
the Saints very impressive last week offensively. They are the worst pass defense by a long, long, long margin in DVOA and in yards per attempt. They're a, th- a whole three yards worse than the than the second worst team in the NFL in terms of allowing yards per pass. So this is a good game for Eli and Odell. Touch on that in the DFS podcast as well. I think this defense is each year the most difficult unit to try to predict every single season. We think they have no pieces. They should be atrocious. atrocious. And then they su- then they surprise us. And then, you know, and yeah. then this season you think, oh, you know, they might be all right. And yep. it, it it seems like the New Orleans of, say, three, four years ago when yep. it was just, just expect plenty of shootouts yeah, because exactly. that's what you get in this season. I feel like this will be a shootout. Um, so maybe the Giants might have value. A lot of shootouts always end in just like a field goal in it. So the, the, the half a point could be interesting. Um, if it was a flat three, I'd be all over the Saints, but th- the three and a half, I'm, I'm going to avoid for me. Um, so we made this one Saints by two. Um, Giants plus three and a half and money line are both kind of orange bets at the moment. Um, I'm still undecided what I'm going to do on that game, but yep. yeah, lean towards Giants. Yeah, uh, worth noting as well, the Giants will be without Evan Ingram as well, so that kind of hurts their stock a little bit offensively, just gives Eli sort of one less target. Um, on offense. All right, Baltimore at Pittsburgh. Um, AFC North Classic, always a good rivalry game here for Sunday Night Football. Pittsburgh are three-point favorites after finally winning a game. Uh, the total is 51. Um, I'm avoiding this game um, at the moment. I'm starting to like the under, thinking that it could just be a gritty affair. It always seems to is. I don't know, but Pittsburgh's defense is a little bit concerning. Um, and penalties, they are so undisciplined. Um, they're setting all sorts of... Yeah, ill-disciplined, <laughs> undisciplined, whatever you want to call it. Um, they just—I think they've set all kinds of records in terms of numbers of flags through the first three weeks of the season. Um, so that kind of hurts when you teams keep getting fresh set of downs um, in terms of betting the under against them. Um, they put themselves in these holes, and then Big Ben has to sort of bail them out. So I'm an, I'm an avoid on this game altogether. I'm an avoid too. Uh, yeah, well, pretty much the same story. Um... My head, when it sees Ravens and total of 51, just wants to go under, um, just because the Ravens, in my head, are always a good defensive team. But, yeah, um, yeah we have nothing. We have the total pretty much in line. We have an orange on Pittsburgh at the moment. It's the same kind of story as the last game. I'd like to be the other side of the three. I'd like a minus two and a half. Yeah. Um, we have Pittsburgh by five. Yeah, it's a tough one. I, I like betting on the Ravens for some reason this year. I always seem to... they've been successful? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It is. It's it's weird. So, um, all right, moving on. Kansas City, minus five on the road at Denver. 3-0 Chiefs. Pat Mahomes now favorite for the MVP this season, which is just he's wild. He's way too short. Way, no way. He's like plus 400 what at the moment, which is ridiculous. This season is ridiculous already. I think there's some value in Drew Brees at some places, and Jared Goff is 20s at some places as well, which um, if he's going to be the quarterback of the highest sort of ranked team in, going into the playoffs, highest sort of team record, that's always a pretty good value. Even though Todd Gurley is there, Goff seems to have taken sort of a another step up, I yeah. guess, in class um, as a quarterback. So that's interesting. But anyway, uh, Denver at home, 56 is the total. It's pretty high for a Denver home game, but we've seen the Chiefs just score at will. They're averaging like nearly 30 points in the first half alone. And then they kind of put the, you know, take the uh, foot off the accelerator a little bit and just try and run out these teams. And uh, I like Denver plus five here. I feel like this is a real test for Mahomes. He's had a couple of... Um, 
If he passes this. Oh, man, if he wins in Denver, but the Denver defense isn't as good as it used to be. He um, is this season's Carson Wentz. Like, it, it feels like all over again with a new yeah. like, rookie. There's some things about the Chiefs that concern me. They're the first team in NFL history to start 3-0 and after allowing 27-plus points in each game. The Broncos are 72-17, and 80% at home in September since 1975. As I said, the Chiefs' offense is averaging 39 points per game. And the Broncos, I don't think, were as bad as the score suggests last week. So their lone turnover was pretty costly. They were inside the Baltimore Five with nine minutes left, and then Case Keenan was intercepted, and it was returned for a pick six. So it ended up being 27-14 as opposed to potentially... 21-20 with eight minutes left. So I do think that the Broncos weren't as bad on the road, and they're normally really bad at home. Uh, on the road, they're much, much better. They've got the best sort of home field advantage in the NFL. And then penalties last week, they had 13 for 120. So um, I definitely think they'll be better disciplined here and, and hopefully not um, as, you know, giving away as many penalties here. So I, I like Denver plus five here. Um, the, the regression's coming from Mahomes. I just want to be there when I can bet on it. I just I, I feel like I'm just going to fade them every week. And then finally, after probably doing my cash for four straight weeks, I'll be like, yep, knew it, called it. Um, but I'll I'll still stick with it here, Denver plus five. Yeah, um, if I had to pick, I think I am leaning towards Denver as well. I, it, has to, it has to come soon enough. It has to come. He's on pace for like 70-something touchdowns. It is insane. It's, it's ridiculous. It, insane, it can't be but, that sustainable. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm still. I'm out of this. Yep. 50, by the way... I, the line of 56 seems just insane. Yep. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, we're on the under. Um, we have this Kansas City winning this by 6, 29-23. Um, yeah, the only bet I'd have there is on the under 56. Yep. We also don't know how Mahomes is going to handle primetime. This is the first primetime game. Big city lights on the road. High altitude. Yeah, this is this is a test. This is a you test know what, of the young guy. Part of me just hope he tears it up. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see the young kid just like. Oh, it is cool. I want Mahomes Mania to get to just some ridiculous. Have height. you heard him talk? Have you heard his voice? Yes, I have. Daryl, have you heard his voice? I can't say I have. Oh, all right. Well, when you finish uh, these pods, just Google Pat Mahomes on YouTube. Um, yeah. it sounds kind of like Kermit the Frog mixed with like Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> Probably be my best bet. It, nice. It's unbelievable how he sounds. It's Compare like, it to it's like really Kawhi Leonard's laugh. Oh my god! <laughs> Is that? Any- yeah, yeah. It's it's just baffling. So I definitely uh, recommend people checking that out. Um, you just don't expect someone. But by the way, yep. I think we're going to have some real difficulty this week with the. Line. All right. Well, let's think about it <laughs> while we're I was here. About to say I can't see how this is going to work. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how we go, but we'll uh, think about it while we hear from our sponsors. There are touchdowns, and then there are. Experience a true touchdown with a Stats Insider premium subscription. That's NFL predictions and value plays for every game, giving you the ultimate edge against the bookies. Touchdown in every way possible this season. Go premium today at statsinsider.com.au. Gamble responsibly. All right, looking at lock of the week, looking at the table here, I feel like maybe over tomorrow might be the way to go. I love so many of just absolutely nothing by Daryl. Absolutely nothing. Yeah, absolutely no, nothing. Yeah. I love it. But our then when he has the, something, our lock of the week is to not bet on the Jets and Jags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I feel maybe the over tomorrow. Um, Josh has got it. You're leaning slightly that way, especially if it gets to forty-eight and a half. I don't mind it either, given the matchup with Diggs and Thielen against sort of. The Rams, not Sorry, our loss corners. was an under, wasn't it? It was. So, oh, yeah. Now, let's go back over then. Yeah, I'm not, happy with that. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Darryl. It's up to Daryl. Um, yeah, let's go with that. That's I the feel best like we're going to do, I think, this week. It's the best of a bad bunch this week. Um, so just tread carefully. 
when we're all three of us in agreements, then that's definitely, you know, sort of sunglasses on, lighted up green. Yeah. Um, but no, it's blue because he's just like, cool. Yeah, cool. Ice, <laughs> ice cold. Yeah. He's yeah. ice cold, baby. Yeah. Blue chill. Um, is that a Gatorade flavor? I feel, I feel like it is. Um, all right. So lock of the week this week is over. Um, say 48 and a half, 49, uh, tomorrow. I'm banking on that hitting 48 and a half. Um, so, uh, we'll wait and see on that one. Oh, it's already moved to 49 and a half. Great. <laughs> um, they, they heard us. Yeah. This isn't live, it's, right? It's, nah. The, <laughs> the big sharps will hit the under uh, tomorrow and it'll bounce back. All right. Um, any final thoughts on week four before we wrap things up? Uh, two things. So, Blue Gatorade is Blue Bolt. Blue Bolt, thank Blue you. Blue Bolt. Um, also, I'm throwing out a bet to both of you, right? Okay. So this is this is just a prop bet for the both of you. I'm not taking credit for this. I can't remember where I saw it, so I can't actually give the credit to who came up with it. But yep. it's... <coughs> God, I got your throat thing. Thanks. Um, so it's the Ryan prop. Yep. So it's Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan... No. It's, yeah, it's... Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. Yep. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yep. And give me another Ryan. No, it's just those two and Pat Mahomes, right? So you got those three quarterbacks. Yep. Where does Pat Mahomes come in? This? No, no, He's yeah. got no Ryan no, involved no. at all. I can't remember how it came up. Anyway, yeah. those two, those three, I mean, and their total touchdowns for the week, five, six, or seven, or you can pick the rest. So it's either one, two, three or four so they'll score either combined obviously yep. one touchdown between the three of them is unlikely yep. but you so the field yep. or five six or seven oh, boy <sighs> the two Ryans and Mahomes now I'll go the field I always take the field in these things take the field yeah always go the field that's the wise guy play take the field <sighs> yeah I, yep. I'm just a, looking at it <laughs> seven or eight I think so I think yeah, I'd probably go with the field. Yes. Right, so Daryl's uh, going eight, pretty much. He's gone yeah. super specific and gone, nah. Yeah. It's going to be eight, load up on eight. Okay, there we go. <laughs> All right. Interesting little prop. I like it. All right. Well, oh, I'll try to think of one next week. Is it minus 110 each way? Yeah, all right. We'll come up with like a weird prop I'll, every week I'll and try. we'll make it, a, make it a segment at the end of the show going forward. I like it. Um, all right. Well, that wraps up week four. Um, please check that out. Um, week three was semi-successful, but the first two weeks were, were great results uh, for the show. So please... Uh, check back, um, check out the expert previews that we're writing up on Stats Insider, and you can always check the models projections on Stats Insider by signing up. If uh, I think it's ten dollars a week, is that correct, Daryl? Yep. So ten dollars a week for the premium subscription, um, and then there's a super premium tier yep. as well for the early access. Yeah. I mean, if you bet on, um, I can't even pronounce the team Laganis. I guess is it. <laughs> I can't pronounce yeah, it. I don't know how you pronounce yeah, it. Either, um, yeah. Like you're that. a soccer man, Josh. Was this uh, the team that beat Barca? Good luck. Yeah, okay. Good well, luck. anyway, well, they'll... Even like, the Spanish don't know who yeah, they are. Yeah, no, they're like 13 to 1. So even if, if you bet on that, like, you've got your entire NFL season pretty much paid for. So, um, yeah, it's it's worth it every cent. You can follow us on Twitter at Woot and Why. You can follow Daryl on Twitter at DP Woodford and Stats Insider on Twitter at Stats Insider. Until next time, uh, good luck, happy punning, gamble responsibly. <laughs>